Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Jarek Show. My name is Javad Malik, as always. In this week's episode, a hack that you'd think was inconceivable. <laughs> Big Pharma doesn't have your back. The Sheriff of Nottingham gets his way, and an Alabama think tank gets hacked. I think I've just about seen it all. All this and more coming on this week's episode. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics, poorly presented. Oops. What's that doing up there? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that doesn't help. I I'm a little nervous today because uh, I haven't seen any of these stories. Not only that. They don't really sound familiar to me. So I'm a little concerned about what you have in the hopper for today, Javad. Uh, well, you know, this is uh, all to keep you on your toes and uh, think of it as a, what, what did manager say? It's a development opportunity for you to think on your feet. Of all the days not to have coffee yet. Let's do this. <laughs> so uh, as, as I allude to a hack that you thought was inconceivable um so <laughs> there's been a ransomware attack at a fertility clinic and medical data is at risk so there's a firm called the lister fertility clinic uh it's used for scanning medical records and uh about 1700 uh patients uh records were were breached now that's not a large number when you think about it in the scheme of things when we're used to hearing about breaches consisting of millions and millions of records. But, you know, wh wherever there's personal information involved, it's always, um, you know, something quite, uh, quite impactful and personal because unlike a credit card number, you can't just change your, your, your personal details. And I, I'm reminded of the, the the ransomware attack about a year or so ago in that Florida um, plastic surgery clinic, Eric. Yeah, if you yeah. remember that one, uh, where they 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 ransomware the organization, then they went to the patients and said, started sending them threatening letters, notes, emails, saying, you know, give us money and tell the the, the company to give us money, or we're going to release all your before and after procedures. And um, Eric, no one wants to see your before and after tummy tuck photos. So um, what do you make of this? Well, I love the fact that they say that they are deeply sorry that this yeah. data was, you know, I mean, that's a heartfelt. Um, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it's just so frustrating to see this kind of stuff going on over and over again. Maybe I should add my coffee today for sure. Um, but you know, the, these medical clinics, these groups like that, there was something in there, and maybe this is a, a British thing. There was some a, a, a discussion in there or, or something said about Storafile. Do you know what that is? Do you know anything oh, about yeah. that? That was in the story there. Um, but yeah, you know, this ransomware stuff these days, it, it's not getting better. With the data exfiltration, it's becoming uglier and uglier out there. I mean, you're right. A couple thousand patients in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't seem that big, but if you're one of those couple thousand people, this is kind of sucking for you. Right. And there's probably, depending on what information was stolen, there might be some embarrassing facts in some of these things, especially if they're going through, um, you know, some of the 
the medical records and discussions with the doctor about why fertility isn't working. I mean, there could be some embarrassing stuff in there. Could end up uh, could end up on some mailing list for Viagra or something. Uh, the way it works out, uh, but ultimately, if you're one of these couple thousand people, this this is not a good time. No, no, it's not not a good time at all. And uh, keeping on the theme of uh, m- the medical theme slightly, and uh, we're going to pivot onto Big Pharma in a second. Uh, uh, do you remember, was it last week we were discussing where Cisco patched a vulnerability where it was like hard-coded credentials? Yeah. And we were like, why, why? So you'd think Big Pharma would have good security controls in place. You'd, you'd, you'd hope. But there's been some research done by security company, and uh, there's a, a number of European-based uh, pharmaceutical companies that run old, vulnerable apps and fail to use encryption in login forms. So there's a whole bunch of really basic vulnerabilities, including, like, say, like there's some test environments that are exposed to the internet. There are some other old environments that haven't been decommissioned properly. There's uh, there's apps which there are patches available and they haven't been updated. And this is really, um, really, really concerning. I mean, there's a comparison here chart on, on this one where uh, actually U.S. healthcare has only has 6,069 and um, European healthcare has got over 20,000 um, exposed applications. And so it's, um, this is according to research by Outpost24, but it's just quite, quite scary and quite worrying. And th- the thing is that this is just inviting trouble. If in this day and age, especially if you're a large organization, if you're not protecting your data, if you're not implementing basic controls like, you know, encrypting um, you know, sensitive data when it's in tran- uh, transit or um, uh, you're not patching software, you're not doing any of these things, you can't then go and say when you're breached, oh, it was a very sophisticated hack. It was by a nation state. It was extremely, you know, even man, Kevin Mandia came down and said this was an unforeseen circumstance. It was highly sophisticated. Um, you know, what do you think should happen? I mean, I think it's a bit of a philosophical question, but what's the responsibility of these companies to make sure that this is protected? So I guess the first thing that I don't know about this is what kind of data is with these websites, these applications, right? Is this just somebody signing up to get on an email list or something like that? That obviously you you can protect at a lower level, right? What is it? And it's an email address or something at that point. So I don't know what's uh, what's behind this, what data is being protected. What I can tell you is you say big pharma, or you say pharmaceutical companies, and what goes to my mind is not security, but the people that are trying to make every possible dime they can so they can live the wolf on Wall Street type lifestyle and yachts floating around down in the Caribbean and saying, screw all the rest of you. So they're going to do it in the cheapest possible way they can so that they can make the most possible money so they can uh, keep their lifestyles going. So I guess I don't associate uh, big pharmacy with uh, with security. Uh, so maybe I'm not as shocked as you were with this. Um but, you know, there are times where people are putting information out there. Um, they're they're uh, putting in uh, information related to these. So I guess you're done with that story now. But um, 
I guess, you know, they're, they're putting in information to get free stuff or, or limited cost and stuff like that. You see that in the commercials. So they may be giving up some, uh, some data there. Yep. No, sorry. I, I didn't realize I was still sharing my screen and I was just like, that we checking while you were talking. <laughs> Folks, this is why our tagline, once again, I'm going to remind you, and for those listening in the podcast, Javad is busy browsing news stories um, while I'm trying to talk about the story that I was talking about. Um, but this is why our tagline is timely topics poorly presented. One of these days we'll get Javad up to speed on things and we're going to change that to presented well. You should be glad that we are actually... I was actually just browsing news stories and <laughs> not checking my emails and Slack and like sending yeah. memes on WhatsApp. And <laughs> as you're over there exposing personal information in emails yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or like you, I start typing and autofill is correcting my browser history. It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. But, okay, um, so I think there's another story on here. This one I'm actually a little bit more familiar yeah, with. Yeah, you know, the sheriff of Nottingham had his way and uh, got his own back on Robin Hood, if you know the story, Eric. I don't know whether it's a... Well, yeah, the Kevin Costner done a movie on that, and there was one recently with... Uh, um, Are you saying, Robin. do I know the story of Robin Hood? Yes, that's what I'm asking you. Right, so there's the rabbits and... Right, like the the Disney one had the rabbits and the the king lion and the boa. That yeah, yeah, I know the story. Uh, so Robin Hood, though, if you remember, Robin Hood was kind of famous, if I'm not mistaken, yes. for all that stuff that was about around the um, uh, what was it, GameStop? Stocks. GameStop. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they they got really well known. They picked up a lot of people. Apparently now they've handed out that information to some attackers. Um, yeah. Gotta love that. And the, the way that this happened was pure social engineering. It was a phone yep. call. Yeah. It, it was, hey, we're with IT. Give us your password. Okay. <laughs> uh, great. Lovely. It, wonderful. It, it, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Like you could have the most, you could have the security controls in place, unlike Big Pharma. And, um, you could end up being twittered. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> that, that's what I'm calling this. I'm calling this not social engineering. I'm, just, I'm saying they just got twittered. They got Someone twittered. phoned up and said, hello, colleague. I work in IT. <laughs> well, colleague, <laughs> you sound mighty trustworthy. <laughs> of course, they have to replace colleague. They, they have to not say comrade, right? Just, yeah. Just have to tip their hat. <laughs> hello, comrade. I mean, colleague. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's, you know, this is one of those things where, now, most of this was email addresses, um, which, again, email addresses these days. I don't even know if we consider that sensitive information these days. Just, you know, it's out there everywhere anyways. Um, but, yeah, some of this stuff, you know, they're talking about full names for 2 million, date of birth and zip code for 300 people, eh, you know, and 10 people extensive account information. Look, anytime you're playing around with finances, though, um, you're going to be a target for stuff. It doesn't matter whether it's crypto. It doesn't matter whether it's stuff like this. Um, you're going to be a target for things. So they need to keep keep on the ball. And they should not be falling for crap like, hi, I am your colleague and I uh, I need your password. Trust That's right. Me. That's right. So I don't know whether this will play. You just. Oh. Yeah. I hear nothing. Have you heard this? I, I hear nothing at all. 
Oh, you don't hear anything at all. No, I don't hear okay, anything. That's not, that's not coming through then. Okay, so we'll put this in the notes and well you can listen to this. This is a bot call. And what it's saying is it's it's a phone, it's a recording that's it's been recorded from a phone call. Someone received this phone call and it's hello, this is the PayPal's anti-fraud department. There's been suspicious transaction um, of $69. Press one if you did not make this. So the person you hear the keypad goes deep, says, Thank you for confirming. We're about to text you a code. Please input that into the phone once you receive it. Oh. So then the person gets the the the, the text and they punch in the code. And then like, thank you. That's been blocked. Do not worry if you see a transaction that you don't recognize on your PayPal account. We will reverse it within 24 hours. Brilliant. And this is all a bot call. And what this got me thinking is that we actually trust bots more than humans. Because why would a bot lie? So I think Terminator had it the wrong way around. It's not the robots that are pretending to be humans. It's the humans that are pretending to be the robots that are the real big uh, danger to society. But yeah, does this does this like uh, does this break any of the what is it the Turing uh, Turing uh, yeah. uh, codes right? Uh, no, that's yeah. that's an interesting point. And and to your point, we don't even need deep fakes to pull off crap like this. That's no, the funny part. Don't. That's it. It's it's always a simple way. It's someone phoning up and saying, "Hey, I'm a colleague. Uh, give me <laughs> give me admin." Or it's a, a, a bot recording like this where someone's saying, "Hey, we're 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 from your bank or from PayPal or whoever." Uh, we're about to text you a code. Please punch it in. And you're just more trusting of like, oh, I'm just punching in a, you know, the key. Yeah, I'm not telling them. I'm not telling someone a code. I'm yeah. putting it in. And so if it was a person listening, how would they know what the code is? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's brilliant, though. And at the end of this, it, and, and it's only a minute long. So, and at the end of it, it says, thank you for, for, for your help. Remember, don't enter your password anywhere other than PayPal websites. Nice. Uh, and so there's that security message at the end just to say, oh, well, if it wasn't PayPal, why would they be warning me? Right. So we talk about these these breaches and Robinhood might have only lost email addresses, but then those can be linked to breach data. And, you know, a lot of people reuse data. So, OK, now you have an email and a password. But aha, we use MFA, so we're going to be safe. No, the the, the, the the trend is moving in that direction. And if you're using, especially if you're just using SMS-based um, yeah. MFA, that is not going to protect you for very long, especially against, you know, targeted attacks. Absolutely. Yeah. So so that's an interesting one. It's a real shame it didn't play through the through the thing. I should have uh, tested it. It, it is a shame you did that wrong and poorly. <laughs> Okay, and finally, <laughs> I read the heading on this next story, oh, and I Lord. thought North Korean ha ta hackers target the South think tank. And I was like, the South, the Deep South, Alabama has Alabama, think tank? yeah, yeah. And uh, I actually had to read it through, and no, they they mean South Korea, obviously, idiot. Like, <laughs> it is North Korea is not exactly friendly with South Korea. You may not have oh, noticed that. No. So it kind of does make sense. Even an American like me can pick that up, pal. You know, when someone says the South, you just think of the deep South. You hear, ban you hear banjos? Is that yeah, yeah. And I'm like, think tanks? <laughs> That's like such a walking contradiction. It's like when we talk about British intelligence. It's just such a, you know, um, contradiction. 
But uh, but yeah, they've been attacking them, and I mean that's the only thing I really wanted to talk about. <laughs> I I mistook South Korea for 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 the South of America. For the South, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it it is interesting because you know, I mean, this is this goes back into spy stuff though. In this story, they're they're talking about trying to get information about basically what the the think tank is focusing on geopolitical type stuff dealing with North Korea. So they want to know what they know. Or yep. what ideas they're coming up with. I mean, this is where this is where cybercrime isn't always just about money. There's so much, um, you know, spycraft and things like that that are around this that nation states are in. That uh, that is is you know, it sounds like a, a born conspiracy sort of thing, but in reality, it's uh, it's really happening out there. This stuff really does happen out there. So here's a here's a reminder of that and. Yeah, and and maybe. So you, you're from the South, the, the American South, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm from South of the South. I'm in Florida. So we're, no, we're where, South where, of South. Where, where did you grow up, though? You, did oh, you I grew up, up in, in Arizona. That's Southwest. That's not that's the South. South. So that's not the South. That is not um, the South. No. No. So do, uh, Okay. So, so you have like two extra teeth in the front compared to the South. <laughs> Pretty much. That, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. My wife is not related to me. And so that's that's kind of, yeah. Well, she is. She's your wife. Well, now she is, but yeah, she wasn't like a cousin or a sister or anything like that. So I well, apologize I, right now for all those in the South. We know that that doesn't happen in every. No, no, do not listen to him. This is Eric's true colors coming out. I just baited him a bit and look at him being all racist and stuff towards people in the South. I'm so, sure you're fine, fine people. And you know, if if you love someone, you love someone. Who are we to judge? Stay secure.